Why niggas? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Niggas is a brand. Allen Houston. Niggas mean Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. You are now listening to the Nickish Show. You got your boys Mo and Nafi on this morning of December 15, 2020. Hope everyone is having a great morning as uh, Nafi and I are here to talk about the New York Knicks and two preseason games have happened or have passed and we're you know we're here to talk a little bit about that how you doing man how you feeling this morning excited bro we got actual basketball to talk about and yo preseason basketball at that let's let's go ahead and overreact bro let's get (laughs) it you uh you want to kick it off yeah i mean like i I think the knicks the knicks fans are pretty much the only fans that are this active on social media for ever for a freaking preseason game because we're treating it like it's a real game. And I think uh, Coach Thibodeau and a lot of the players are looking to treat us such too. Uh, the Knicks haven't played for nine months and they're here trying to ball as best as they could and not a very good job at that. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, when it, when it comes down to it, I, I guess we can start off with our main takeaways from what we saw. And I think for me, uh, I'll, I'll say three of them. Um, one of them, the first one, I'll start off on a positive note, R.J. Barrett looked poised as hell. He looked controlled. He looked like he knew exactly what he was doing, and the shot looked so much better than it looked last year, which is very promising to see. Um, if he is capable of putting that kind of putting that out that level of play uh, game after game, we got a good guy on our team, man. Facts. I mean, like that's that uh, I'm not gonna lie, I feel like we're speaking for all Knicks fans. When we say that at that start of the first preseason game was just ugly as it was hell. Scary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like it gave me the heebie-jeebies. I'm not gonna lie, but then it's just like I re- I caught myself. I was like, yo, obviously he hasn't played in nine months. There's rust. You know what I mean? And it's like a whole new situation. You know what I mean? Um, Short ass training camp. So I was just like, all right, let let let's, let's cool down because like. You know, let's give RJ at least a preseason before I start worrying about his jump shot going into the season. Mm-hmm. And then I think what it, what it was is like he started 0 for 6 and he went like 7 for 10 right after that. Yep. In preseason game one. I mean, he had a much better game in preseason game two, 25 points, right? And I mean, I'll echo what you said. He looked poised and not even that. He just looked like a better version already of what he was last year. Like, he definitely. I mean, we already knew he had a work ethic, but he just looked like a little more lean, a little more cut. You know what I mean? Like, he was. Like we kept saying last year, like he had a grown man body at 19. Mm-hmm. He just kind of like uh, modified that a bit, and that's a good thing to see. Um, the jumper, you know, there are those people that could probably be like, you know, uh, scared about a jumper, still worried, just given the air balls, you know what I mean? But I look at his mid range game, you know what I mean? Like when he stepped in mid range, you know what I mean? That shit was wet, you know, like off the dribble mid range shots and. You know, like, I feel like we're in an age now where it's like you got to be either layups or three-pointers. But growing up, we know exactly how we were taught to shoot. Like, you start from the inside in, layups, mid-range. You build your mid-range shot before you step out to three. That's how it was when we was growing up, you know what I mean? Like, and now it's like, I think maybe that could be something like, you know, we don't want to, we don't want RJ to become DeMar DeRozan, but maybe that could be something he could adapt, at least for now, with this current team that lacks spacing. Be a little more, um, uh, 
amenable to pulling the trigger on those mid-range shots because you ain't gonna get that space out on three you know what i mean it's gonna be hard to drive just because like it's cramped because he ain't got the spacing but yeah i mean rj looked good but yeah i'll I, I throw it back to you because i know you had two two more takeaways yeah um just to just add on real quick um when you look at the free throw percentage too that's much better because last season he was garbage from the free throw line last yeah. preseason game he was four for five from the line which is definitely very good to see you know he's been putting in work for it i think my favorite play of the game was he had his crossover on d rose uh around in the paint and he took a step back and he hit the mid-range shot wet you know nice. like that's something nice. that i i hope to see uh more from from rj i think that's gonna be a promising kind of signature shot that he can do um but you know he was ready to pull the trigger from the three at all points and that and again his shot looks so much better I can't wait for him to put on the, that 15-pound of muscle that we know is coming up at some point soon because that's <laughs> going to be a scary man, bro. Um, I'm excited for RJ. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, though, our guys, man, Dennis Smith Jr. and Kevin Knox, fourth and third years respectively in the NBA. They both look like goddamn rookies out there. Horrible. I'll say Dennis looked a step up from last year, which – was nice. a hard isn't gonna be a hard thing to do. That's the thing. Yeah. Now he just looks regular trash. You know what I mean, but I feel I still feel like with Dennis, especially like there's still like that mental block. I remember when I made my like comeback on the Nickish episode. He's like, "Yo, what's your takeaways?" I was like, "Yo, I greatly underestimated the idea of basketball IQ, especially with mm-hmm. regards to Randall and Smith." And like, yo, like. Dennis could work on his stamina all he wants. He could work with uh, Mahmoud Al-Raouf on his shot all he wants. It's like, if, if it's not between the ears, it's going to be tough, especially as a backup point guard. Like, it's obvious. You know, it's obvious to anybody that was watching. I mean, Wally, he's like, his analysis is like garbage all the time. But even he <laughs> yeah. was pointing out like, yo, the offense isn't getting settled with Dennis in there. It's like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, that's, it's as simple as plain as that. And we might need to just like... You know, it's preseason, but it's also like like you said, Dennis's fourth year. We might need to just kill the idea of him being a viable backup point guard and just let him be like an undersized shooting guard, you know what I mean? Which in that way, like you'd have to play Frank with him. And I know we didn't mention Frank, but we mentioned Knox, so I'll start with Knox, but like, you know, pivoting from Dennis to Knox, it's just like, yeah, I echo that same sentiment of disappointment, but what's encouraging is just like Knox just looks bigger, you know what I mean? Looks a little more athletic, look a little more like toned and lean. Um, that jumper form still looks nice. It's the shot, just the shot selection, bro. Like, I think he, just in these two preseason games, I think to me, just like, Knox probably drank the Kool-Aid himself three years ago when he was getting KD comparisons in Summer League. Because he's like, it's just shot selection is his issue. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's no reason he should be taking these KD shots here and there. You know what I mean? Just like, yo, play within the game, catch and shoot threes. You know what I mean? Off ball. But, yeah, I mean, he didn't look too encouraging. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's what I got to say on Knox. I mean, anything else you want to add in on on old guy? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's just one scout said, damn, what did what did the scout say? Uh, Mark Berman put out a report yesterday. And I think the scout said that Dennis has zero vision or something like that. Basically, he can't dish the ball because he can't see the court. Um for whatever reason, and let's say let's say that that, that surgery? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, let's let's just say that 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 is the case. He can't see the court. He's not running in either. He takes the ball in very slowly. And yeah. the interesting thing is that the guy who was bringing the ball at a much faster rate was Julius Randle. Um, whenever he got Ugh. the ball off the rebound, you know, and he he'd be he was the only one who was running in. And it's, it's sad to see that he we had to rely on him to kind of speed up the game a little bit. Um, yeah. 
And you saw how many you saw how you know committed Tibbs was over the summer with Dennis, and how many times he took him out just to talk to him and coach him there. And you wouldn't see the quick you know uh, reactions to it on the court, and just seeing Dennis improve right away. At least at least speed up the ball. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you can't yeah. dish it out, if you can't shoot, at least be the guy who's like driving. And you're supposed to be the athletic point guard, uh, or at least you know combo guard. That's that. That should be your bread and butter. But I don't know what Dennis Smith bread and butter is anymore. That's the thing. Like I don't know where the hell that guy was. Remember when we got Dennis? He mm-hmm. was doing all the encouraging things we wanted. Like he was doing everything to a level where just like I right, yo, he just needs to get better at these things, and just improve on these things, and he'll be a really good p- player. You know what I mean? When we first got him, he was driving into the paint with reckless abandon. You know what I mean? Uh, kicking it out to shooters, drawing attention from the defense, uh, dunking. You know what I mean? Like pushing the ball like on the fast break. Then last year happened, and like obviously huge personal, huge personal like uh, um, issues. Like n- not, not, I mean everybody knows like Dennis, like he lost his stepmother, and that mm-hmm. like I mean losing any losing any parent like that t- does like untold things to a person's psyche. You know what I mean? So especially to a young kid like Dennis who supposedly already had maturity issues. So like obviously like you know we gotta we gotta give him a mulligan for last year, but. Whatever happened last year or everything that happened last year just complete, completely derailed. Like, I feel like the good progress we saw in that half season we had him prior, you know what I mean? And then now, like, to your point, it's just like, yo, like, it's so frustrating seeing him because it's like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you're just out there, like, floating. You're not attacking, you know what I mean? Um, And then he just loses the handle. And then there are certain moments where I'm just like, why are you tri- picking up your dribble right now? You know what I yep. mean? He would just, like, go into traffic and we just pick it up. I'm just like, yo, that's no. <laughs> it's like you turn into Tony Douglas right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he used to do that shit all the fucking time. I hated him so much, bro. Like, as a point guard, you cannot, by any means, go into traffic and pick up your dribble. That I mean, everybody the of it. everybody knows, bro. D. Rose and Blake Griffin are lockdown defenders. <laughs> you see them come up. You, you hold the ball up, bro. Don't let them swipe. <laughs> John, and just, I mean to kind of close it out on Dennis there because, like, I don't want to make myself more sad because it was like, I, I knew, you know what I'm putting that fucking bandwagon back in storage, bro. Fuck that shit. I spent all that time <laughs> dusting it off. Like, I knew it. I knew, like, I shouldn't have got my hopes up. But, you know what? Hold up. Like, I'm catching myself again. I'm not trying to overreact to preseason, you know what I mean? Let's yeah. go into, like, That's I'll, I'll, give, I'll give everybody on the team until, like, February before I make, like, a solid conclusion about what they are in this season. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, but yeah. it's just like you can't help just as a fan. You I mean like you said from the top, like preseason gets Knicks fans going like no other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm gonna feel this way about Dennis just because like goddamn, I was expecting more. But on a positive note, I, actually no, let me throw it back to you. You had a third takeaway, right? That I mean, that was that a third takeaway. Just just the fact that uh, we can't all overreact to to preseason games, and we we are doing it already. You know, people are shitting on tips for for <laughs> what reason? I think he's doing a better job coaching. In those two games, and I saw Fizz, I, I seen him do more coaching those two games than I saw Fizz do in two years, bro. And the thing about that is, like, they'll draw that comparison to Fizz, but like, yeah, with Fizz, it's like we kept waiting for it to make sense with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that first training camp or preseason, like, oh, okay, like new roster, we're obviously tanking this year. The whole season goes, and we're like, all right, season two, let's see what Fizz got. Preseason training camp and all that, we're like, okay. Let's give him. Let's give him until the end of preseason. Let's give him like till the first week of the season. Let's see what his lineups are. And he just would never settle on anything. He was just like, it's like he knew the pressure or he knew the microscope he was under, and he was just faltering. He's just like, uh, 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 Trier, you start now. Mm-hmm. Like, you get a Trier, just like, what the hell, sitting there in the back of the back of the room with eating popcorn, you know what the hell's going on? <laughs> like, I'm starting point guard now. Okay, Fizz, like, what the fuck? Like, and now we got like Tibbs, and it's just like, 
I feel like Tibbs is an actual coach, so you can actually give him like these baselines. Like, all right, we'll give you until like the first month of the season before we give you a harsh grade about your lineup. And I think with Tibbs, that would be a fair kind of uh, boundary to set, just because he has that track record. We know who he is as a coach by now. Like, he'll he'll when he settles out in a nine man rotation, he'll stick to that nine man rotation. Sometimes to his to his detriment by playing him too much, but he'll settle on a rotation. There's a certain style of play he he wants. And, um, you know what I mean, we know what to compare that to. With Fizz and, you know, Mike Miller, we had, you know, they were like blank blank canvases, you know what I mean? We didn't know, we didn't have nothing to really measure them up against. So, yeah, like, go back to your main point. Let's not react, let's not overreact to preseason. I know as Knicks fans, it's it's like a reflex at this point, but, you know what I mean, like, we got to settle, you know what I mean? Yeah. To back to coaching for a sec. It was really it was it was nice to see Johnny Bryan uh talking a lot to Dennis Smith Jr. It wasn't just it wasn't just Tips was openly coaching. You'd see his associate head coach grabbing Dennis Smith Jr. Just telling him like, "Yo, you gotta you gotta work on this. You gotta work on that. This isn't working out right." Um, so that was that was that was a nice change. The other guy that you know we haven't talked about yet, who's been a little bit of a disappointment so far, is Mitchell Robinson. And you, you, you see, interested to hear this. What's that? You say you're disappointed, like that, that harshly disappointed, or game slightly? two. Game two, definitely. We saw him working on uh, the three point shot and his handles, but uh, man, just figured out how to get more fouls. <laughs> he had like five yeah. fouls in like ten minutes, and you know, game one, it, he, you know, from the minutes that he had was solid. He had a couple of blocks, a couple of steals, but game two, he's getting five fouls in just handful of minutes, and like that's the stuff that he was struggling as as a rookie, and you know, you don't want to see that yeah. in his in his third third season committing the same kind of mistakes agreed but i feel like that's that's another thing i go back to coaching like i'll give tibbs like a month to kind of like coach that out of uh, mitch's system because you know we did see it like when we got deandre that that half season his foul rate did decrease like you know what i mean as soon as like you know deandre took him under his wing um last year we saw improvement in mitch as well you know what i mean he's a proven defensive disruptor and like yes, game two wasn't as encouraging, but game one it kind of I saw like the ideal vision of what a Noel and Mitch like tag team at center could do. You know what I mean? Like because Noel played great that preseason game one. You know what I mean? And he'll have games like that in the regular season. And like I feel like that combo rim protection is just just disruption. You know what I mean on defense? Because say what you will, we might have the ugliest offense in the league, especially if we keep Randall for the long run. But our defense is just looking more feisty and like structured and disciplined than like we've seen it in a minute like I mean that's not true we saw it a little bit with Mike Miller but it's just like the point I made to you like when we were like in that coaching search I was like yo if Miller can get this out of them defensively I think Tibbs can do a little bit better at least you know what mm-hmm. I mean and we're seeing that already I feel like the starting lineup god forsaken like offensive spacing you know what I mean it's not ideal because of the usage Randall will have but defensively I, they they look like they were in sync you know um Burks is like a veteran that's been around like a while, and he's like not like Robert Covington, like a straight up perimeter stopper, but he knows mm. how to play within the system defensively. You know what I mean? So it's just like that regular kind of veteran IQ is a is a huge upgrade for us. You know what I mean? So I think defensively we'll be we'll be all right, but it's just the offense is going to be ugly. You know? And I got a point to make on that, but I want to ask if you got anything else you want to touch on. <clears throat> No, uh, apart from the spacing issues, um, I think we have to chalk that up to just coaching needing more time to figure out their game plan and how, and how they approach it. We just, just need to give them more time. I think 
we'd have to rely on tips to figure out how to fix those spacing issues. And I think once that's resolved, hopefully there's you know better shots that are taken. We just don't have enough good shooters. Burks was awesome game two. Bullock was yeah. horrible game two, but game one he was all right. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's your What's your point? I mean, we make? haven't touched on Obi yet, so I kind of mm-hmm. kill two birds one stone here. But like, I just want to say about Randall, like. We saw the good and bad of Randall, like the exact like epitome of what who Randall is in his last two preseason games. The good being like what you pointed out earlier, he grabbed the rebound, uh, rebound, and he just you know uh, rip and run. You know what I mean? He just uh, grabbed it and just ran up the court, um, attacked the basket. You know what I mean? When he does quick decisions like that, as opposed to like slowing it down and just like getting himself in trouble, he's a much better player. Cause you know what I mean? Cause like it goes back to the whole basketball IQ thing. Cause like. There's so many fucking moments, bro. It's just like you're missing open shooters again. I'm seeing RJ clap his hands in the corner. I'm seeing Frank clap his hands in the mm-hmm. corner. I'm seeing Randall just like turn the ball over and just like argue with the ref when he just got stripped clean. I'm seeing like he got the tech. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm game. just like, it's just come on, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just he's just a dumb player. It's just like it could all be kind of like remedied by just like put him in on bench, just make him six man, and like. Put Toppin in the starting lineup, you know what I mean? And, like, boom, you got, like, not to say Toppin is a proven shooter, but just given the fact that he won't, like, suck up as many possessions as Randall, he won't be as turnover-prone. Like, oh, Toppin, here's the thing. Like, people will point out OB had, like, turnovers, but that's because you saw the reads he was trying to make. He was making the right passes. He just wasn't put enough, or putting enough, like, juice on the passes. That's why guys would pick it off, you know what I mean? But you saw him when he'd be, like, in the post, and he's, like, reading the floor – He'll see the exact read he's supposed to make. Like somebody's open on the wing, somebody's open on the corner. He'll toss it, and then it got picked off because it, he's just adjusting to the length and athleticism of NBA defenders. You know what I mean? That's different from Randall's turnovers, who's just like going into traffic all sloppy and just like not, you know, driving with the plan. So I think you switch out Randall for Toppin in that starting lineup. It just makes a little more sense because, you know, Peyton can be that that caretaker point guard that'll soak up possessions but then Randall oh not Randall RJ will be the primary guy and um it's just like yo we're just increasing the degree of difficulty for RJ yet again if we go in with the starting lineup you know what I mean like he's he's operating out there with like negative spacing again Peyton can't shoot um Noel is not a shooting threat Randall obviously we just touched on him so it's just Burks out there, and it's just like in the modern NBA, you can't just get away with having just one bona fide shooter anymore. You know what yep. I mean? And it just makes it tougher. And credit to RJ, he's still out there making nice ass reads as a passer. It's just like they wouldn't make, they wouldn't like uh, convert on the other end. Like he'd pass it, and like they would miss the layup. You know what I mean? Or the shot would miss. And like that tells me, like we get actual shooters and spacing on RJ, his numbers would just like be juiced up. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, that's about ram rant or ramble on the offense. You know what I mean? Just bench Julius. You know what I mean? If we can't trade him, don't cut him. But just like, if we can't trade him, just put him on the bench. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, as as frustrating as he is to see, <laughs> it sucks to say he, he outside of RJ, he might be the only player who's capable of getting buckets right now. At least, kind of, somewhat. Uh, consistently, and he's the only guy, who, uh, again, aside from RJ, who's willing to drive in on anybody, and he's doing what Dennis Smith Jr. should be doing, just yeah. Dennis, Smith, Dennis should be doing at a, at a better rate, but we just we just need him to do what, what Randall's doing, but obviously we're, I don't think Randall's going to get benched, and I know people were worried of seeing a Randall top and 4-5 kind of lineup, but defensively, 
uh, at least for game two, they didn't do so bad. They were able to hold it down, and they were able to play at a faster pace than when Noel and Mitch are on the court. But you know, once Noel was back on the court defensively, they're even they're even better. So it's always that that risk factor. Um, I don't think it's worth it to be honest. But no, I don't think I think most fans don't want to see Randall on this team anymore. And I don't yeah. know, I don't know, I don't see any team really looking for a guy who can who has um, Randall's level of play on their team I, I don't see what team would need him right now or want him honestly yeah but yeah good point though honestly Randall is like that's the gift and curse and we need him just because he does he brings an aspect that we don't have any uh, anywhere else on the roster like I'm talking about him soaking up possessions as a negative but like in a, in the NBA you need guys that could soak up possessions and like can be have the offense run through them it's just Randall's just so frustrating doing it you know what I mean he's just like so he has all the talent in the world. You just put like, you know what I mean? Like, who's a smart player? We put Frank's like IQ in Randall. He would probably <laughs> be Draymond. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I, I don't know about defensively though, but yeah, offensively, I mean, yes. I mean, Frank, you put Frank's mind in that, even with like the the kind of unideal wingspan for a big man. I think for a Frank's mind in Randall's body, he could be a good defender. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he could be PJ Tucker. You don't know. It's just like that's the IQ aspect. That's the best way I could put it. And it's just like. That's a gift and curse because, like you said, he's the only one that can really attack and draw fouls like that. If you need a basket but, and RJ's not on the court, who do you give the ball to? You got to give it to Randall, but you got to give it to Randall and cringe. That's the thing. I don't want to <laughs> have to cringe giving it to my primary option. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> and that's why I kind of go back to, like, you know, maybe I'm going to sound like. I'm, first of all, I know his contract is ugly. But just watching how the team's offense has been and just, like, watching Randall and fit with RJ, I wouldn't even fucking mind swapping him out for Buddy Heald. You know what I mean? Because at least we know Buddy will fucking shoot. And I'd rather him be that playmaker that soaks up possessions because because we'll get a three, you know what I mean, which is much more than, like, which is much better than the turnover that Randall will give you. You know what I mean? And Buddy being a threat there will give RJ better space than he has seen so far in like two years you know what I mean but that's that's waiting into like a different water you know what I mean but it's just like that I know that rumors flutter out there there's been no nobody legit hinted at it but if that's on the table if it's like Randall and Dennis Smith a couple of seconds for Buddy Heald I'd fucking do it you know what I mean because to a point we made on a prior episode who's coming here as a free agent you know what I mean might as well like get a good shooter that compliments RJ I'll see the logic in it after watching Randall play again, but I hmm. wouldn't do it just because the contract's ugly. Yeah, I think I think I'm I might rather just hold out and see Randall go at the end of the season and try to get another player who can shoot. Player, there are a decent amount of players who can shoot in the in the NBA who don't make twenty million dollars up until twenty twenty four. So I'm not too crazy about getting getting healed on the team. I would hope that I think. RJ might be good enough where he could be the bona fide star of the team and he and Randall wouldn't want to take shots away from him. It's just up to Randall to be able to accept that. And I don't think I've seen him show otherwise. I think last year uh, the coaches made him the star of the team and that's why he had to play as such. And I don't think I think if, if RJ's dropping 20, 25 points every night, then just by default, Randall would have to give up the ball to RJ more, which is which would be not, which would be good to see. 
Yeah. And I mean, if anything, we got if we got to write it out with Randall to the end of the season, I'll look at it as a positive for RJ, like a silver lining. He's just like, okay, this is just knowing the kind of worker that RJ is. This is just more adversity for him to overcome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would be like, remember when young Rondo was on the Celtics? They're like, everybody, defenders would leave him alone. You know what I mean? They'll crowd the paint. But then he used, he adapted to that. He used that to get better as a passer. You know what I mean? So I feel like RJ playing with these constraints, especially with spacing, it'll force him to be that much better as a passer, be that much better as a ball handler, you know what I mean? Because it's, like, much less, like, room for error, you know what I mean? Right. So that could be the positive for RJ. This is, like, with fucking, you know what I mean, with, uh, in Dragon Ball Z, Goku would, like, train with, like, fucking mad, like, two-ton weights on him, you know what I mean? He takes the <laughs> weights off. He's like, oh, shit, okay, like, I can jump higher, like, I'm stronger now, you know what I mean? This is, like, this is what our, this is the basketball equivalent of, like, putting two-ton weights on RJ Barrett, you know what I mean? Like... We're gonna give you Alfred Payton. We're gonna give you Je- Julius Randle in a in a center. You know what I mean? That that's who you're gonna primarily play with. Do do stuff. Like that's I feel like that's what we're asking RJ to do, and he's he's doing a good job so far. Honestly, you know what I mean? Like, let's just for hope a, for a twenty year old. Let's just hope at a point the two ton weight is off. You know, it's not just yes. there permanently. Which if you're on the Knicks team, that could possibly happen your whole career. Uh, for the first four years that you're here, the it's just gonna have two ton weights on you. Hmm? The Knicks franchise is a two-ton weight. Like, exactly. <laughs> no, I yeah. think about it. <laughs> um, um, right, man, I think that covers this for a cup of coffee, right? Yep. Unless you had some final thoughts. Nope. Nope. That's it. Uh, the next Knicks preseason game is Wednesday the 16th against the Cavaliers. Uh, it should be a fun game to watch. Um, we ha- we do have Nickish at night uh, after the game. Uh, it's going to be a post-game kind of review kind of thing um, where we're going to bring in a guest and talk about you know how the game went and their thoughts in general uh make sure you tune in for that and make sure you subscribe on all podcasting platforms spotify apple Podcasts, mostly and uh we appreciate you checking us out make sure you also follow us on instagram and twitter uh until next time have a safe day uh take care and uh you know we're almost at the next season one more week to go yes sir peace peace